Hi, this is Lexi of Read by AI. I read human curated content for you to listen during work, exercise, your commute, or any other time. Without further ado, Bernie Sanders took Americans to Canada to prove a point by Tara Golshine from Vox. Two days before the second Democratic presidential debates, Senator Bernie Sanders bussed roughly a dozen Americans across the border from Detroit to Windsor to prove his point. They went to buy insulin at one-tenth the price it sold in the United States. Sanders, holding up a vial of insulin outside a Canadian pharmacy, surrounded by Americans struggling to stay alive and pay the bills, decried greed, corruption, and corporate profiteering. The vial would cost around $340 in the United States, but it was $36 over-the-counter in Windsor, the result of more vigorous government price controls. Sanders said pharmaceutical executives price-fixing drugs should go to jail. Dozens of members of the press were on the trip, his campaign fundraised off of it. Sunday's trip was clearly political. But it wasn't political in the way Sanders usually is. He made no mention of Medicare for all. The Americans on the bus didn't know Sanders's campaign was paying for the trip when they signed up for it. The advocacy group Insulin for All, which helped find diabetics for the bus ride, designed it that way. Several of the participants didn't even know what Sanders was about. I honestly have no opinion about Bernie Sanders except that if he can help us, he's my guy, Rachel Lockwood, of Grand Rapids, Michigan, who brought her three school-aged children, all with type 1 diabetes, to the trip. She voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I actually don't really know much about Bernie's, Medicare for All, plan. Sanders has set a firmly left-wing agenda, one that his critics describe as politically challenging at best, and otherwise legislatively doomed. He has a suite of proposals aimed at lowering prescription drug costs, among which, as Fox's Dylan Scott explained, would use foreign countries' drug prices to set push drug makers to lower costs in the United States. Because Sanders, like many others, knows going to the pharmacy to get medication is so universal in America, you get up to the counter, fill your order, and pull out your wallet. Doubly familiar is the feeling of getting ripped off. On the bus Sunday, Sanders put this message in real terms. His messengers are people like Kathy Sego, an Indiana mother whose 22-year-old son Hunter has type 1 diabetes, who came home having saved $10,000. $1,000 today got me six months of insulin for my son, Sego said, crying, outside the pharmacy. That's still less than what we pay for one month in the United States. Sanders holds a vial of insulin at a pharmacy in Windsor, Canada. The United States has the highest drug prices in the world. There are a couple reasons why, as Sarah Cliff explained for Vox. For one, American drug makers are allowed to set their own prices. The government does not have any price controls or caps and is not allowed to negotiate with drug companies directly. That means, Second, hundreds of private insurance companies have to negotiate prices with drug companies separately, through pharmacy benefit managers. Drug makers have an advantage in negotiating with these assorted payers, compared to other countries like Canada where the government represents all patients to set a price. Medicare, the government insurance program from seniors, is legally barred from negotiating drug prices. The United States also allows any kind of drug that's deemed safe to come on the market. 
even if it has very little additional health benefit to what's currently available. So there are many very expensive drugs that don't provide a lot of value for those higher costs. Lastly, the American system often gives drug makers either genuine or effective monopolies for their treatments, and therefore grants them incredible power over the cost. For example, just three companies control the insulin market, and have since the drug was invented in 1921. Drug companies say drug prices are high to pay for research and development. If they made less profits, then investors would be less interested in backing innovative cures. But that doesn't explain why prices for insulin, a drug that hasn't dramatically improved, keep going up. One prescription drug sold in the United States, Novolog, which people with type 1 diabetes, and some with type 2, need to survive, went up by 353% between 2001 to 2016. Even at Canadian prices, the drug is still turning a profit for drug makers. Type 1 diabetics paid an average of $5,705 for insulin in 2016, according to the Healthcare Cost Institute. As Vox's Julia Belouz reported, one in four people with diabetes are skimping on or skipping life-saving doses. Insulin as a drug has been around for many decades, and the prices keep going up in an unsustainable way, said Rachel Sachs, a law professor with Washington University in St. Louis. We hear the most of any drug, of people rationing insulin. There's an understanding, across political parties, that something is deeply wrong with this picture. Drug prices are going up. Sick people can't afford them. And in turn they're getting sicker. Activists protest the 1,100% increase in the price for an EpiPen. Drug prices like the ones in the insulin market, both parties agree, are clearly creating a crisis. Neither Republicans nor Democrats say this is sustainable. But despite Trump's campaign promise in 2016, meaningful action on drug prices has yet to materialize. House Democratic leaders are pushing a proposal that would allow for the government to negotiate prices under Medicare. Several presidential candidates, including former Vice President Joe Biden, Senators Amy Klobuchar, Sanders, and Kamala Harris, have all endorsed policy around importing FDA-approved drugs from overseas. The debate's most real in the Senate, where Finance Committee leaders Senator Chuck Grassley, Arya, and Ron Wyden, Dior, unveiled a bipartisan proposal last week that would put price caps for prescriptions under Medicare. It's projected to save $27 billion in out-of-pocket costs and $5 billion in premium spending for Medicare recipients. The bill has Trump's support but hasn't found consensus among Republican lawmakers. It still signals a shift. It is a big change to see Republican senators supporting a bill that would attempt to limit price increases in Medicare, Sachs said. This is a big change, from even a year ago. Sanders is less optimistic. Trump talks a big game, but we are going nowhere near where we have to go, Sanders told Vox, sitting in the back of the bus in Canada. He knows the power of the drug industry firsthand. In 2000, as a member of the House, Sanders championed legislation supported by President Bill Clinton that created an importation program between the United States and Canada. It passed, as an amendment in larger agricultural funding bill. But the Health and Human Services Secretary, who is now a House lawmaker, Donna Shalala, didn't implement it. Republicans had managed to win a major concession to the legislation that seriously reduced its scope, 
And Shalala echoed a pharmaceutical company talking point that drugs from overseas aren't safe. Even there, there has been some pushback from the industry. They say there is concern that Canada's drug industry could not support a nationwide importation program. Canada, after all, is a much smaller country. And needless to say, drug makers in the United States are adamantly against any importation policy that would push them to lower prices. It never ends, Sanders said of the continued crisis. The greed of the pharmaceutical industry, the corruption of the pharmaceutical industry, is scandalous and we have got to take them on. Bernie Sanders' message ultimately comes back to his core theme, America versus the powerful. Twenty years ago, Sanders took a trip to Canada with a group of women with breast cancer, again to buy medication at one-tenth the price it was in the United States. Nothing has changed. What you are talking about is extraordinary greed, Sanders said. It is not quite clear to me how executives at a company can sit down and charge these types of prices to people who are in fact dying. This is a familiar frame for Sanders. The greed of Wall Street. The greed of big tech companies, pharmaceutical companies, private health insurance, fossil fuel industry, the industrial military complex. Sanders's message is the same on prescription drugs. But this time he had a different messenger. I stand before you as a teacher who has had her electricity turned off more than twice, Sego told a row of camera operators. How do I? pay, for the medicine I have to have to keep my son alive. We make hard decisions. We say, okay, we won't pay the electric bill this month, but we will catch up next month. Sego isn't a campaign surrogate. She's not single-payer advocate. That's the point. Thank you for listening to Bernie Sanders took Americans to Canada to prove a point by Tara Golshan. Please subscribe if you would like.